Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Very pleased that you're here. We have a great lineup of guests. Uh, before we get into that, I just want to spend a few minutes talking about a couple of conventions, um, annual conferences I've been to recently about exit planning. Uh, there's a, a, an emerging group of over a thousand exit planners now in the country that are certified exit planners. They're helping uh, business owners to get prepared for that ultimate day when you will exit your business. And it's alarming how many business owners are saying, I, I really don't need to do that until the last minute. Uh, it's it's so important to start getting ready because so many businesses are non-transitional right now. They're not transferable businesses because there's too much in the owner's head. There's not enough processes and systems. Employees aren't tied in. It's very important that you start early to, so that you can maximize the ability to transfer and the value. Even if you decide to stay on, I had a business owner the other day, even if you decide to stay on for a long period of time, which a lot of business owners are doing now, it's important that you start to plan ahead. And that's why Exacoach Radio exists. We have an audio library with 750 plus um, interviews that are archived by 40 topic file folders at exitcoachradio.com. You can find them in the audio library. So my first guest today is Krishmir Paharta. Um, sorry if I messed that up. Um, and uh, Krishmir is an attorney at Vested Law in Camarillo, California. And he's a securities and mergers and acquisitions attorney. So he helps his clients maximize the value of their business at sale. And today we're going to talk about preparing to sell your business. So, Krishmir, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. How bad did I did I mess up your your name? Is everything okay? <laughs> Are we still uh, friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Paharda. It's it's fine. Paharda. Okay. It, yeah. It's just so it's Krishmir Paharda and uh, Kreshmir. Kreshmir, right? Yes. And yes. now tell me about Vested Law. What what all do you do for clients, and how did you get started with this? Yeah. So we're we're a firm of uh, eight attorneys. Uh, newly formed, uh, we cover eight. Uh, we cover various uh, key uh, areas for businesses, namely mergers and acquisitions, securities, IP, intellectual property on both the transactional and litigation side, tax and litigation. And uh, so we we feel like that's that's enough to be almost full service for for most clients. Uh, and what makes us a little different is that. All, all of our partners have either owned businesses or started their own law firms. So we have oh, that's a great. pretty good sense of what a business owner might be going through in terms of trying to grow or sell their business. So you're in a great position to uh, work with businesses either starting out or towards the end of their, their life cycle. Um, and these days, uh, do a lot of businesses that you talk with when they're coming in and saying, uh, I think I want to sell my business. Um, how far out are they thinking a lot of the times when you talk to them? Well, it's it's funny you ask that because the the intro that uh, 
that you had in terms of planning ahead really kind of stole my thunder because that's exactly what what I'm seeing. You know, they're they're uh, they're thinking anywhere from you know maybe three months to at most twelve months. Uh, recently, I, I haven't seen anyone thinking, you know, what, what I would urge people to think about, which would be more 18 to 24 months, um, and, and some even, even less. So I, I absolutely uh, would, would mirror your comment about planning ahead. Yeah, well, it's it's important for our listeners to hear it from as many sources as possible because it's just amazing how many think that it's just like, well, my house will sell in three months. Why wouldn't my business? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and part of that is, you know, I think the simple fact that unless you're a uh, serial entrepreneur or serial business owner, you haven't gone through this process. So what, you know, from from your standpoint, looks like a simple and straightforward thing it, it is not, especially when you consider uh, having a team of people come in and really re uh, doing a kind of a makeover on your business to get it sale ready or transfer ready as you were talking about. And it's not that the business owners can't try to sell their business. The alarming fact is that that I hear and I'd, I'd like you to validate that is from uh from mergers and acquisitions uh brokers and also from uh, uh funding groups um that 8 out of 10 or maybe even 9 out of 10 uh don't get started or don't get completed. Yeah, I uh, you know, I I, I don't know what the ratios are, but but I suspect it's it's pretty high. Uh, and and part of that is uh, apart from the planning ahead, I would say is there's a complete mismatch in expectations between what the seller thinks is going to happen and what they're expecting in terms of price and and what the what the buyer is thinking in terms of process and price. And and the reason we get there is because. Frequently, the sellers, the owners, just don't go out and research uh, the price that they might be able to get. And, and these days, there, there are several ways to do that in addition to a local business broker or an M&A professional or if you're in the sort of higher rungs, the investment bank. There are actual websites you, know, you can go to and, and uh, look for comparable transactions. Excellent point, because a lot of people will will hear from their friend who sold their business for, you know, ten times EBITDA, or some, or you know, some, they'll they'll get some kind of an expectation in their head, like you're saying, and they're going, well, uh, if he can sell it for that, then I can certainly sell it for this, and that's just not always the case. So when people come to you and uh, and they say, you know, we're we're ready to go, what should we do to start planning? How do you help your clients plan ahead before a sale? So, so one of the first things I try to get a handle of is uh, really kind of the, the goal that the, the business owner has, um, and, and that really kind of is, is all-encompassing in terms of how quickly they, they envision this happening because sometimes that's a, that's a non-starter to begin with. Sometimes they're thinking, you know, three months and, and I'm going to be uh, at my house on the beach. And uh, a lot of times that's just not realistic. So, so starting off with, with the goal, um, and, 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 then, and the goal gets broader sometimes because sometimes people really think about uh, the issue of what's going to happen to my employees or what's going to happen to this brand. I really want to have some say in that. And, and all of that takes a lot of time to, to think through and talk about in terms of 
how that affects uh, the the potential buyers that the owner is going to talk to and and what are the things that they're going to want to to put in place so that's that really starts off the conversation uh, and then thereafter hopefully uh, I'm, I'm able to convince the, the owner that it's important enough to think about assembling at least part of a team. So whether that's estate planning attorneys for them personally, whether that's a CPA with M&A experience, uh, whether that's other tax experts, and certainly you know someone like myself, that would be the second step. And, and, and thereafter, of course, we can kind of go out and look at the market and look at buyers and Start thinking about structure. So the the you, you really said a mouthful there. So the the really the goal setting, which uh, they're not yet no yes answers in a lot of cases. They're a lot of well it depends, and and that's where it takes some deep dive sometimes to figure out well what would be the best strategy. Would your uh, would your business sell right now for top dollar? Who would buy it? Where's the marketplace? Um, you know, would a strategic buyer come along, somebody in your industry that's much larger, and and pay top dollar for it? How ready for you for that are you? And then, like you said, then once you have that, and that can take that can take weeks um, or months, even sometimes if you're really a busy business owner. And then uh, building the team, and then doing the research to find the the actual um, market, you know, opportunities or marketing opportunities out there. Um, so when's the, when is the right time to begin planning for a sale? Well, I would say the right time is really 18 to 24 months to, to give yourself as much possible time to go through that process, to, to do that sort of internal check first, to think about the goals. And as I mentioned before, the goals aren't always just financials. Some people uh, may find it much more important to, to know that they're not selling their business to a competitor who they don't like. It might be more important for them to, to know that end-of-year bonuses will be paid out to certain employees or that certain things will, will continue. And, and that may, that may, that's, that's not uh, reflected necessarily in, in, the, in the words of an agreement, but that may be important to an owner who's, who's lived with this thing for sometimes years or decades. So that, that takes some time to work out and, and understand how that might or might not impact the, the sales price. Good point. And so when uh, when people come in and um, and they have uh, one business that does um, several several things, um, for instance, they they might have a, 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 a I'm just using an example. I had they had a health insurance agency, and then they had a specialized area where they worked specifically with a, a group that they created a niche in, and it was all in the same corporate structure, but they had a feeling that they could sell this one division for a lot more than they could sell the other division for. Do you see that very often where people have they have star divisions and then they have kind of the, the meat and potatoes divisions and they haven't separated those out? And what's your advice for people with regards to that? Um, I, I have seen it. Uh, I will say probably not. it's not a majority of what I see, but I have certainly seen it. Um, yeah, the advice is, is along the lines of what I said before. That that makes it even more complicated because um, then then you get into this issue of what what really is the best way to to maximize value if if that's the goal. Is it to is it to essentially spin off this entity? Uh, is it to keep them together? Uh, so that that takes time. And and if 
some of that is required if you actually have to go out and do that in terms of spin off some some assets or divisions or departments that's definitely going to take some more time so another reason to really uh, you know think of this as a really long term process and not not a short several month journey yeah i guess what we're saying there is that sometimes the sum of the parts might be might go for more than just the whole the whole uh, works uh, and then a lot of times uh, people come in and they have some really cool intellectual property, but they haven't taken the steps to really segregate that in some way, shape, or form. Uh, w- what types of things do you see with regards to that, and what advice can you give our listeners about their intellectual property? Yeah, so, so you know, with businesses uh, uh, where intellectual property is important, it's, it's, it's helpful to have obviously a schedule and to have fairly clear ownership. Uh, really what you want is uh, either an IP attorney or your M&A counsel to, to take a look at uh, who owns the IP because it's, it's amazing how many times we find that uh, it's not clear or the IP is, in some, is owned by, as you said, sometimes a division or a subsidiary, which could be an issue depending on the transaction, or worse yet, um, a founder or maybe even a developer is listed as the owner. So the first step is to really make sure if, if intellectual property is important, who is the owner, and make sure that, that that is consistent with the way you run the business. And if not, then that needs to be fixed by, by either an assignment or some sort of agreement between parties so that the IP in the end is owned by the entity that, that you're trying to sell. I'm talking with Kreshmir Paharda, and we're talking about a lot of different tips and ideas for you to prepare for your sale. But let's turn the corner now uh, to some of the most common mistakes that you see business owners making in the sales process. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see when people come to you? Yeah, I would say um, the most common ones are, as we've been talking about, not to not to beat a dead horse, but really starting the process too late. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not really going through the goal planning process sort of in their head and not with a team, uh, not assembling a team. That's also a big one. Thinking thinking that this can just be handled between a business broker or an M and A professional and and the owner, um, and and as a result, not explore, not exploring various options. Um, the earlier in the process they begin, the, the, the more options they might have. And, and these days, depending on the size of the business, there, there can be a, really a vast array of options from, from the traditional uh, greater than 50% acquisition to, to even potentially family offices or private equity firms making smaller investments as opposed to the, sort of a traditional uh, buyout situation. Um, and, and then uh, also not really thinking holistically about the process in terms of the team players, the different the different parts, uh, the tax issues, and kind of thinking about this as a, as a, as a whole, uh, whole web of uh, interacting uh, issues and subject matters. And then lastly, as, as part of it is really not thinking about the buyer's perspective. You touched on this in the intro, mm-hmm. not not thinking about whether or not 
all the all the key information, all the know-how is resident in one person, and uh, not understanding how the value of, of of their business is going to be dramatically reduced by that sort of situation, and how and, any potential mm-hmm. buyer really would like to see some sort of professionalized management in place that they can uh, absorb in the sale, uh, as opposed to having to worry about uh, the owner. Uh, really having everything just locked up in their head. Yeah, it's it's very difficult in, in a sales situation. And, you know, I think one of the benefits of even getting through this exercise of preparing for all this stuff is, it is like you said, it gives you options. At, it gives you negotiation power. It gives you the ability to walk away from the table because you're, you, you realize that now your business is running well, and it can sustain and and continue on, and you don't have to take that first offer. Now, how often do people come to you, Kreshmir, and say, "I've got an offer from someone. It's from, it could be from locally, or it could be from China, uh, who wants to buy my business out. It sounds really good, uh, and, and they give away too much information too soon." That happens a lot. That happens a lot. I mean, it's uh, it's it's understandable because as soon as Someone who who looks to be uh, legitimate sh- shows up and says, "I'll give you X dollars for your business." Uh, that gets people excited, understandably. But uh, you know, it's it's they've they've sort of jumped. Uh, they've put the put the horse before the cart. Really, they've kind of flown through this process where a lot of times they haven't even thought about what their end goal is, other than to sell sell the business. So. Uh, that happens quite a bit where as soon as you know a credible sort of offer comes up people are just willing to to skip all the intermediate steps and just say okay well let's let's just get this done yeah and remembering that you know most of the clients that we deal with the business owners are hard charging entrepreneurial let's get going kind of people and so it's probably not uncommon also that they hear about a strategy. Let's say it's an ESOP, uh, an employee stock ownership plan. They hear about a, a strategy or they hear about what somebody did, and they go right to it and say, let's get going, let's do this, without really stepping back and thinking about maybe there's other ways to approach this. And they end up spending a lot of time and money on, uh, on non, a lot of times non-starters. Do, do you see that a lot as well? Yeah, absolutely. Because what what people don't understand, even in relatively simple transactions with small businesses, there, there's so much more than than just just the price. I mean, you know, you get into issues of okay, what happens with the liabilities? Are are they all assumed? What what happens with uh, the C-suite folks? If you have any C-suite folks, you know, there are a myriad of issues. Who pays taxes? What you know? How is that going to get treated? So. Uh, you know, indemnifications. What? How far will they go out, and for what? I mean, if if there are any environmental issues, that in itself could be a whole discussion process. So, all these things need to get addressed beyond just price and great. Uh, you know, the, the, we're just buying a business. There, there are a lot of issues to work through, even in a seemingly straightforward transaction. Okay, I know we've got our listeners' heads swimming now with all of these <laughs> topics and ideas and things to think about because there is a lot to think about. It's a huge part of your life and your and your success is is going to be dependent on how well you prepare for it. And you have an article available for our listeners called Preparing to Sell Your Business Plan Ahead. Is that right? Yes, 
And how do they find that, access that, or get in touch with you and just talk through a, a situation they might be wondering about? Yeah, so uh, the easiest way is uh, via email. So that's uh, my first initial, K Paharda, P-E-H-A-R-D-A, at vestedlaw, V-E-S-T-E-D-L-A-W.com, or they can, they can uh, reach me at 424-258-0643. And uh, if, so if a listener is saying, okay, well, I, I get it, it's complicated, and yes, I have IP issues, and I, I want to start thinking about this, um, can they just give you a call and, and have a, a brief consult and just uh, try to figure out whether it makes sense to go ahead with you? Absolutely, absolutely. Happy to talk to anybody for 30 minutes at no charge and, and see where they are and see if it makes sense. And if they want to get a copy of that article, would they find it on your website, or should they just email you and get in touch? Uh, they should just email me, and uh, we okay. can go from there. All right. And for our listeners, we'll have the link to Kreshmir's, uh email address on our show notes. So just go there and at exacoachradio.com, and you'll find that. Uh, let, let them know you want that article. Uh, it's called uh, Preparing to Sell Your Business, Plan Ahead. Kreshmir, really a, a, tr- a great uh, um interview. I really got a lot out of it. I, I did, and I hope our listeners did as well. You're also a member of Provisors, of, of which I am as well, and I know you're well-connected in Camarillo, but people can call you from anywhere and just get in touch and, and try to establish whether they should go forward with you and learn something with you, and I hope they will. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Bill. I, I enjoyed it. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. Business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 